This is the 451 Podcast, episode 18, Why You Should Try a Social Media Cleanse. Hey, Tony, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm all right, buddy. Um, I just got back from Easter. How was your... uh your, your Easter holiday? A little bit different this year. I, my parents were down with my older sister in Arkansas, but I stayed back here with my grandmother and my uncle, and we went out to a diner. It was nice. What'd you get? I got, I wanted the duck, but they didn't have duck. They ran out, so I got crab cakes. Why would you buy duck from a diner? It was the first thing on the specials, and I hate writing, reading diner menus or just menus in general, so I was just like, that's what I'm going to get. I'm like the pretty... A pretty simple diner order. I just get corned beef hash, two eggs, and then like potatoes and toast. Mm. Done. Part. Every diner I go to, that's the only thing I get. I, I get. Unless it's Denny's and you get the, the loaded nachos. Yeah, but that's only with you. <laughs> it's been a while. We'll have to do that again. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, well, we got to find a Denny's that's not like trashy or like going to give you E. coli after <laughs> one sitting. We'll just have to get outside of Baltimore for this. Yeah, probably. Um, so, in any case, yeah. Well, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start it off. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about social media and specifically taking a break from social media. Uh, and some people call it a social media cleanse, others call it a social media detox. But we want to talk about this because there's two different, I guess, camps for social media. Some people really, really like it, and there are positive things about social media. But on the other end, there are some negatives, some drawbacks. For me personally, as a, a former daily vlogger, um, a blogger, I'm experimenting with that now. And, and even podcasts are considered social media. There is definitely value value in social media um, to get in front of an audience, to build an audience. And um, more, more thinking like more personal, like outside of brands and everything like that, because we all know there's, there's brands like Casey Neistat, he's a big YouTuber. And then in addition to that, you have just your social circles like your friend groups facebook came out with the idea of friend groups back when it came out you know early 2000s mid 2000s and um it's like a virtual friend environment online and when you do this when you kind of hide behind a computer screen um some bad things can happen and we're going to talk about this we're going to get a little bit broader than this as well but the reason we want to talk about this is because mark has been experimenting with a social media cleanse over the past few weeks maybe actually even longer than that past few months or so we'll let him talk about that but um mark do you want to give an example or just talk about why you decided to do this yeah yeah but um let's let's first talk about what instagram or what what well instagram's one what social media platforms do you primarily use um, in your like for the past couple of years? Um, as I'm trying to build a brand, I'd say Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Um, personally, I would say just Instagram. Just Instagram, okay. Um, and so, there's. A, did you see that article? I think it was some. I was on Forbes or Business Insider or something like that. This guy actually. Um, I think the article title was like gaming Instagram or something like that, but he was basically already an influencer, but he was going to try to become like, he made a different profile and started to like, just like buy, you can buy a lot of followers. So he bought a lot of followers, mm-hmm. bought a lot of likes and stuff like that. And like, he was able to like make that kind of 
dummy account into like an actual like another profitable one just by like buying stuff yeah i think that's so terrible the do you remember that one guy that i met in south america who was like a a social media marketer manager i do he was in one of your vlogs right yeah he was in one of my vlogs and i disagree i didn't put this in the vlog but i disagreed with him very very strongly about doing these like phony type of like hacks to kind of grow your social media following it's very inauthentic when you do things like that like buy bots to like your pages and all that stuff it's just i, I just don't understand why people would, I, I understand why people would do that but i think it's very inauthentic well i mean that's because well let's talk about the instagram platform and how you actually i guess this is going off topic but well <laughs> no it's not because because when you buy followers right and so social media influencers those people that have over what what would you consider an influencer over ten thousand followers sure, yeah like 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 you have a massive amount of followers. Like I think the the Kylie Jenner is the biggest one with over like fifty million. I don't know. I'm just saying like like over fifty million followers, and I could be making that up. Yeah. But it's like some certain number. And like if you get above ten thousand followers on Instagram, then you can use your profile as a brand, and you can market it to different companies like fashion companies or or. or um, like if you're if you're into sports sports companies and you can say like I have this following like would you be interested in like working with me paying me money to market one of your products and like that's how these influencers make money it's basically all uh marketing money right yeah i think the way it works it just in a general sense is they'll tag a sponsor in one of their posts say you're working with AT&T you tag AT&T maybe have a picture of their logo in your your picture or whatever and uh, you get a hundred bucks for every thousand likes or maybe you have 50 bucks for every thousand followers something like that yeah exactly so so that's how they make their money and so that's why buying these followers helps you increase that like uh, it gets you to that level of like 10,000 mm-hmm. minimum followers faster I think yeah but then then this comes to the question like it's not organic, right? You just got all these at once. So you're not going to grow your following, but at the same time, could you just buy more? It's, I don't know. It's a whole theory behind it. We're not going to go into it, but that's kind of like where I see, that's kind of one of the reasons why I stopped using Instagram on my phone. Okay, but um, we'll really? get into that in a little bit. Um, Facebook, you don't use Facebook as much, but um, that's another kind of marketing profile where people make Facebook profiles and they try to, I don't know, establish their brand on that also right absolutely yeah facebook pages is where you would get that done i don't i don't really know how much you how you make money on facebook do you it could be the same way as instagram like getting the sponsors tagging the sponsors um there are ads as well so maybe yeah do it through there yep um youtube you, you were pretty familiar with that's that's your domain um but you're not up there yet so we'll see but i mean in youtube's case you get what is it it's ad revenue for playing ads on your videos? Yep. Uh, you have to have at least a thousand followers for that. And uh, it's minimal, minimal money. I think even when you have like a million followers, you're still only making maybe like, I don't know, a thousand bucks, a few thousand a month. Yeah. I mean, so like we're talking, but if you have over like a million views per video, then I mean, that adds up. And if you're daily lagging, I mean, that's that's a source of income that you're not making just by sitting there on YouTube videos. Right. But in any case, so, so those are kind of the big three that 
that most people use Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, Twitter, I guess too, but I, I really don't, I stopped using Twitter a while back and you don't use Twitter at all, right? Yeah, not at all. I think Twitter, Twitter got really crowded for me because, um, it, I stopped using Twitter right after Donald Trump won the election because I kept getting all these political ads, like all these targeted political ads and literally every single tweet that I saw was all political based and I just got tired of it. And this was after the election. This is like right before the election. Um, It's, it's definitely something called election fatigue where you just get inundated with all this information stuff. And then um, I just, I just couldn't take it anymore because I, I just didn't, a, I didn't like the articles I was reading, and I mean, and, and B, it wasn't just got old because they kept saying the same stuff. I originally started using Twitter because um, it was a great source of information. You can just, you know, pull up your feed, you follow all these different people, and you can see like what the latest news was, the latest events. Um, if you were following a celebrity, you could see like what they were doing, what type of music they were putting out, what sporting events like some people are going to. It was really cool. And then the platform kind of devolved a little bit to so many like bot accounts, like so many fake accounts. And then like, then it got super political and then it just, I, I couldn't deal with it anymore. So I, I left the platform. I still have a Twitter account. I still go on it from time to time to look up like sporting news, but that's it. No more tweets. No more tweets from Mark Vick. If you look at my tweet, let me look it up. Let me look what my last tweet was. I, I think it was like when the Patriots won the Super Bowl for like the third time. For, uh, not the third time. Um, uh, well, like the well, Atlanta Super Bowl. Oh, no. It was, it was September 5th, 2008. It was the Colin Kaepernick video well, on for the, the Nike ad. Yeah. That's the last time you tweeted. That's the last time I tweeted. Yep. So over a decade ago. Tweeted, well, yeah. No, no, 2018. Oh, I thought you said 2008. Sorry. No, so it was last year, but like still, uh, that's. But before that, it was so it was September 5th was my for like my late my like last tweet, and the tweet before that was February 11th, and then before that it was September 17th. So like literally, uh, there's nothing. Like I I stopped tweeting a long time ago. Yeah, that was quite Um, sporadic there for a bit. Yeah, it definitely is. But in any case, so. Why do you think social media is good for your kind of brand? Let's put it that way. Well, I mean, let's let's face the fact like everybody everybody uses social media. And and when I say everybody, I don't actually mean everybody. I mean the vast majority of people use social media. It is where people's attention are focusing. Just like um I guess back in the day when television started to be more prominent, people shifted from the radio to the tv and that same shift is happening today from the tv to the internet to the internet to social media that's where people's attention is and that's where if you want to be in front of those people you have to be present so for me yeah i mean that's why everyone's on social media you're right i mean that's that's how everyone gets their news now they don't even watch the tv or read the newspaper anymore yeah yeah i predict i i just i'm i'm fast i i can't wait to see what the future looks like like 10 years from now i i predict it's going to be vastly different than what it is today a lot more sharing happening um yeah it's 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 crazy to yeah, think yeah but that that sharing is dangerous but it's it's think about how much sharing has increased over the past 10 years like 10 years ago you yeah but 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 this gets okay so this also gets into kind of today's today's discussion sorry i can't talk right now <laughs> um because sharing what if it's like fake news sharing 
Because that's another reason why I left the platform. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because 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 stuff can go viral, but if it's inaccurate and it's wrong, then you've riled up a whole entire populace for for a false reason. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a really hard question, and even like Google and Facebook struggled to filter those yeah. those stories out. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, that's why some people say Donald Trump won the election because all this f- fake news was disseminated before the election. I, I feel like the, the election played a big part in me leaving social media. I don't know why. And that, that so the election was 2016, end of the year. Yeah, and, or just just the initial thoughts of leaving social media. Yes, yeah. because I, I never, I didn't really leave until. I guess last the end of last year, beginning of this year. Right, right, and that's when you took the dramatic actions. Like, I guess you you can you can explain what you did. What what did you actually do? Yeah, so um, I still have my social media accounts, but I basically only go on them when I'm at a computer. Um, which I should be honest, I'm at a computer pretty much three out of the twenty four hours a day. But okay, you know, like, but I'm actually doing work. I don't really go on it. So when I come home from work, I'll pull up Facebook or Instagram, something like that. And, um, pretty much I, the, I deleted all the like Facebook app. I deleted this, uh, Snapchat app. I deleted Instagram. Um, the only one I really have on my phone right now is YouTube, but that's not, I don't know if that really counts. Yeah. I mean, but that that's like entertainment. It's not like you're trying to, I, I would consider YouTube is social media, right? But it's a different type of social media because you're, it's it's it, you're just getting it's more content based like it's, it's literally more entertainment like you're watching videos of people how to build a pc right yeah it's actually like stuff that um i shouldn't say can be easily manipulated but it's i don't know it's like watching tv right it's, it's different we'll right? put it in its own category yeah so i mean for the for i still have the youtube app but that's it um but basically i deleted all the apps from my phone because what I kept finding more recently was that these apps were just taking over my life. Um, like when I would wake up in the morning, I would just hit up Instagram without saying hello to my wife. Um, so the first thing you would do after you woke up was grab your phone, open up Instagram. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, that's because it was just easy to do, right? It's like you sleep next to your phone. Mm-hmm. It's the app itself is pretty easy. You just open it up and keep scrolling and then, the scrolling just was just killing me. So like I would just mindlessly keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then in that, like you get to a point where it's just like, I've seen this picture five times. Why am I still scrolling? <laughs> or like you, you, I've seen this ad like the three times already. Why am I, why am I still looking at it? And yeah. and then you get to the point where like you, so like if you're walking, like if I'm walking to a meeting, I'll open up Instagram. Okay. And then if I'm walking to a different meeting, opening up Instagram and literally no one's posted a picture in those two hours. Like, like nothing's changed, right? Yeah. The only thing that's changed are these targeted and marketed ads that of like people you follow like ESPN or whatever. And they're all just like ads for some product placement. And you're like, okay, I get it. But like, that's not interesting to me because Instagram a couple years ago before they started monetizing it used to be this, great place where you can actually look at pictures, right? I followed a lot of photographers. You could see photographers and, and look at their pictures and say like, Oh, that's a really good shot. But now it just flooded so much with, with branded posts and just junk that a lot of that kind of organic picture of, of Instagram photos are are lost. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. 
Um, I want to I want to dive back into your your habit. Would you say it's a habit of opening Instagram? It used to be a habit of opening Instagram. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I I really, I really. Um, it's hard to admit. I think I've told you this already. Like, it's probably it was probably like an addiction. Like, it's social media addiction is totally a a real thing. Yeah, I think. Do um do you think? And you, I think. Go ahead. I think a lot of people suffer from it. I agree, a hundred percent. I don't, I don't, we don't have the, we didn't do much research for this, but there, there are probably statistics about, you know, um, so having social media addiction and having depression. Like I, I believe there's a correlation between the two and it's, uh, it's unfortunately like, well, think about it. Some of these kids on social media, it's been around for their whole lives. Whereas we've only been introduced to it, uh, high school, right? 2000. Yeah, I would say college. I started, I remember my first, uh, tweet, Twitter. Um, I first started, well, high school was Facebook, right? Yeah. But for like Twitter, it was, it was definitely college. And then Instagram was definitely college too, towards the end of college. So that was like 2011, 2012. Yeah. Um, cause I remember my first Instagram picture when it was based on pictures, you know? Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, but there's definitely a sense of, uh, of, of FOMO when you use Instagram or, or actually just, we'll just categorize social media in general, right? Because for our generation, it's such an instantaneous generation. I've actually thought about this before. If we want to watch a movie, we just go on Netflix, right? Yeah. Instantly we can watch it or just buy it. If we want something, if we want to buy something, we don't have to go to the mall. We can just go on Amazon and buy it there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like two days you'll get it or or two hours even if you're in Baltimore you'll get it love it and so it's just, it's just like an instantaneous thing and so like people nowadays and I'm part of, like I do this too like if I'm on vacation sure I'll put up a shot and like it people just like put up random posts about what they're doing and you're like oh that's super fun I wish I was there instead of doing what I'm doing now yeah right it's really interesting so it's, like if you think about the psychology of why people post like some people I would assume do it for for the likes and for the publicity right they yeah, like that it's feedback for, it's, it's for the feedback for the gratification of just saying like oh um you know like this is what i'm doing in your face or like this is what i'm doing it's really cool yeah. like i'm trying to share it with you guys i don't know whatever whatever you're doing it for you're definitely like trying to make people jealous about it you're part of the system yeah and it's crazy yeah. like I, I i'm i don't know for sure but i'm assuming like really, really smart psychologists work for these social media companies and they know how to, you know, get a hold of and keep a grasp of your attention. Cause that's, yeah. that's the ultimate goal, right? To keep you on their platform as long as possible. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the, uh, the Casey Neistat video that we both saw, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you want to explain that? <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> well, basically it's Casey Neistat kind of felt the same way recently and, th and this what i'm doing now is independent of what him what he was doing like i had these feelings way long ago but basically casey and i said did the same thing oh, he deleted okay. yeah instagram mm -hmm. and and facebook from and twitter um i think it was just actually instagram and twitter from his cell phone and like he just doesn't carry the app with him anymore he just does the same thing um like he just goes on on his computer and do, does that but he mentioned that in in his youtube video that um in like the in facebook's um annual quarter call i don't know what it's called the quarterly call um a quarterly earnings update 
Yeah, exactly. One of the statistic is one statistic they gave is how many like active users they have per like daily active users. And so like it's a, this is kind of suggestive that the app itself, one of their mandates is to keep you on the app for as long as possible. And so the higher, the higher you have, like higher activity you have per daily user, the more marketing opportunities that is for companies to actually get on that platform and advertise to you. Oh my God. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Like it's a business, a business model, you're right? right? Yeah. yeah. It is, I mean, it's a business model now. Yeah. And so you're right. they definitely probably have so, uh, like psychologists to, um, to keep you on this platform as long as possible. Yeah. That's insane. So, so since you've, since you've done this detox, this cleanse, how has your life changed? Have you noticed any differences? Um, you know, I, I really, I don't know. I think I'm more focused on like work now. I think that that's probably a bad thing to say, but I feel, I find myself more, um, able to, to focus on the things I actually have to focus on. I think that's really I, good. I that's positive. You know, it is a positive thing. Like it's definitely a good thing that I left like the apps behind. Um, because like, like I said, um, I was just randomly scrolling and I wasn't actually just like watching like the world, I guess. Like I, I wasn't part of the world. I was part of my phone. And I mean, to some extent I still use my phone like for news and stuff like that, but I use the Google news app. I don't use Twitter or, or Instagram or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think it's gone better. I haven't, I haven't like, I can't complain after leaving and I don't have any, I think the more important thing is I don't have any regrets deleting any of that stuff from my phone. That's awesome. Like I have zero regrets. Yeah. That's really good. And uh, yeah, going back to the FOMO thing, like I don't have any FOMO, um, of, of like, do we actually say what FOMO is? We should probably define it. (laughs) Yeah. FOMO Um, is the fear of missing out. Yeah. So, so if your friends are doing stuff, you know, and you, you feel like you want to be there with them, you know, instead of doing the tasks you, you're doing right now. Um, but I think I never really suffered from too much FOMO because I was always just like a realist. Um, but I don't know, deleting all these apps from my, from my phone really has, has made me focus on things that are much more important to me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it sounds like you're not, you're actually being present. You're not, uh, somewhere else. You're not living a virtual life. Yeah. Did I tell you what happened when I went to Denver? Oh, I didn't tell you this. No. So this is a good story. So, um, when we were at a dinner, we were at a restaurant, um, and the table next to us had a guy and a girl and they literally just got engaged. Like literally, like we saw it happen. Okay. And, um, they, they got engaged and then I look over like 20 minutes later, they're not talking to each other. They're just on their phones. Oh boy. And then 45 minutes later, I'm looking at them. They're still on their phones. And they don't have, they haven't, like, it didn't seem like they were talking to each other. So yeah, they were probably telling people, but like, I feel like the first hour after you get engaged, you should be like present with each other. Yeah. You know, not, not trying to tell the world. I mean, no, it's, I know, I mean, I know it's, it's a very exciting event and people may not agree with this wholeheartedly, but it's certainly an exciting event. And like, I think when I got engaged, I, I waited like almost a day before I told anyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, that special moment that you're always going to have that you can remember versus the, the pictures or the texts that you're sending. Yeah. 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 And then I don't know, it was just a weird type of engagement to me. No, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I would have had the same 
opinion about that as well. It's yeah. And so, so nowadays I don't even like, if we're out to dinner with friends, I won't like even bring my phone out on the table. Yeah. That's a pet peeve for me. Phones at the dinner table in general. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I think it's extremely rude. Um, should, well, may, well, maybe you're just, you're just, uh, I don't know. Maybe you're just too, um, too soft. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you take things too personally. I, I guess so. I, I'm allowed to have my pet peeves though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so those are kind of like the main, like this social media cleanse, like those are kind of the reasons for me getting out of there. Yeah. If that makes any sense. You suggest it for other people as well? I think it's good. Like, you, it's definitely, definitely something that a lot of people should do. Because if you're dealing with a lot of stuff that's based on, we should also make the stipulation that we are not like professionals. Like this is just <laughs> our experiences, right? Sure, sure. So, so you can use this advice or not. But um, I mean, I would definitely start to to minimize the amount of social media apps you're using and the time that you're using it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. So Apple actually put in kind of like a app limiter that makes any sense they uh they basically have they put time constraints on how much time you're allowed to open up an app for but you can easily circumvent that like you can actually like if you run out if your time expires if you use your your instagram for 30 minutes and you have a 30 minute timer on it there's actually a notification that says like ignore for the day or ignore for 15 minutes oh really so <laughs> yeah so you can easily just get by like circumvent that stuff yeah um it's a step in the right direction though yeah, but I mean, even if you don't want to like fully lease, I mean, I never, I haven't left social media, right? Like, I haven't left it. I just left the availability of it. If that makes any sense. No, it does. Yeah, there's a there's a difference too, because some people go to the extreme of actually deleting their accounts completely. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just have so much history on my accounts that it's hard to to get rid of it. Like there are pictures on Facebook that. I just don't have the time or effort or I don't want to take the effort. Like there's a lot of pictures of me and Jess from college on Facebook. Right. Yeah. And, and like we, I just haven't had the time to delete that or well, delete <laughs> them, but or like just download them to save them because social media, I mean, it is some people use it as kind of a, like a historical archive and they use that as a platform to say like, Oh, like 20 years from now when I have kids, this is what I was doing when I was 25, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like it's some, to some people it's a historical archive, which is great. Like I would love, I love that idea. Um, and so I don't think deleting your profile is the way to go. Although I understand why you would do it. Just so you know, I think at least for Facebook, they have a, a one click download of a zip file with all of your content from the entirety of your Facebook account. Even, even the photos you're tagged in though. Um, I, I'm so not sure. The, I don't think they're my photos. I think their photos were t- both tagged in. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to look into that. Yeah. But yeah, that would be either way, either way. I got you. Yeah. Well, I, I should look at that. Well, stop trying to make me delete my, um, it's gonna, Facebook. It's going to happen by, by 2020. <laughs> um, Lols. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the factors. What do you, what do you think about this, Tony? Of this topic of social media cleansing? I, I, um, yeah all a hundred percent on board with it The I haven't, um, I, I guess I took in a different approach to it. I, I still have the apps on my phone, but I turned 
in general for my entire phone, the only notification I get from my phone now is a phone call. Um, all my notifications from my apps, sounds, vibrations, indicator lights, they're all gone. So I noticed in the past I was always looking at my phone or listening for my phone to hear if there's any notifications. I got rid of the notifications and I'm much less attached to my phone nowadays. So it's a different way to approach it. Um, I think as time goes on, maybe I will do maybe what Mark does and actually remove the apps and try to back away a little bit further because I do really like his, uh, his approach there. And um, I think other than that, uh, I do my best to be disciplined and not use my, my phone for the first hour after I wake up and the hour before I go to bed. Now, I'm not always doing that, but that is the goal at least to, you know, start the day off right and finish the day you know, with mindfulness. Yeah. Do you just think that, so, so I've, I found myself doing this towards, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I started to not unfriend people, but unfollow them on Facebook. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Cause like, um, cause, cause like they're still my friends, but like, I don't really care what they have to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I know. So what, like, I know what you mean. It, so like, I, I think that started everything. I just started, I didn't, I wasn't interested in what was going on on any of these platforms. Mm -hmm. But then I realized even despite my lack of interest, I was still on them. Yeah. It's such a weird thing, isn't it? Like, and I don't know why it is because like it, you're just, you're just ingrained into it. Like it's a, it, it literally isn't a dick. It's a habit. It's, I mean, it could be a habit. It could be an addiction. It could be whatever you want to call it, but like it's taking up time from doing other stuff that you could be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think bottom line, just step away from it, live your life, and you'll you'll be much better off. Yeah, we'll hope so. We'll we'll see. I mean, this is this has been almost like a month now, and it feels great. But I mean, honestly, I haven't. I, I, people are gonna listen and say, "Oh, it's because Mark's a loser. Like he doesn't have any friends. That's why he doesn't care." Yeah, true, debatable. <laughs> well, no, no, well, for those people who are saying that, I do have friends. I do have a social life. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, everybody's got their own opinion, and if they're if they're uh, if they're thinking that, then um, I'm not sure what to what to think about them. Honestly, they uh, well, they can tweet us. They can tweet us or email us at um, at our Twitter handle, which is what <laughs> the forty five one podcast. This is kind of like hypocritical, isn't it? Please, hey everybody, look, please follow look. us on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, the forty five one podcast. Yep. But, but this isn't hypocritical cause I'm not managing those counts. Like I'm an active participant and I send you the posts and stuff like that, but you're technically managing it at this point. Oh, me, me specifically. Yes. You. Okay. No, I, I, uh, like we talked about in the beginning, this just brings the episode full circle. It's, it's on the, on the influencer end and on the, um, producer end versus the consumer end. It's, it's a very valuable thing to have social media but just on the consumer end, limit your time with social media, and I think you'll just be happier for it in the end. At the end of the day. Yep, yep. And um, hey, um, just going back to two episodes ago when you said global warmings aren't not real. Have you been following too many fake Twitter accounts or fake Facebook accounts or fake Instagram accounts that are claiming that global warming is not real? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my source. Have they, of have they gotten disbelief. to you? Have they gotten to you? They got to me many, many years ago. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, this has been a cool chat. Um, I think we're running almost at like 30 minutes right now, so we should probably end it. Is there anything else you wanted to add about our discussion? No, I think it's good that you're, you're doing this and, uh, I hope other people catch on. So are you going to do this now? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to do it. We won't have a podcast if you do it. I'm, I can manage it on the, the web. Going, yeah. <laughs> going 100% web. All right. I gotcha. Um, well, that's it. Uh, do you know what we're talking about next week by any chance? We could talk about electric cars if you want to. Yeah, let's let's give that a shot. Let's uh, we've gone. What was last week's episode about? Last week was about my backpacking India. So it was travel last week, tech this week. We'll double up on tech. All right, sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys and girls. What are we? What do we say? Guys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next time. Peace. everyone thanks for listening to this episode please follow us on twitter at the 4501 podcast to keep up with the latest news and events if you have any suggestions for episodes or would like to contact us shoot us an email at the 4501 podcast at gmail.com